0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Fred Sad, urologic oncologist from the University of Montreal, and I'm joined today by Randy McKay, uh, Uro- um, medical oncologist uh, in San Diego. And we're um, here to talk about some of the highlights at ASCO uh, regarding prostate cancer. And we'll focus on hormone-sensitive metastatic prostate cancer, where there was quite a bit of, uh, of results that were reported. Um, so if I just start off, um, clearly we've been hearing a lot about triplet therapy with the, the results from uh, P1, some of the results from Enzymet that were reported a couple of years ago. but really the, the first trial that was really aimed at answering the question of whether intensification over standard of care with a, a andro receptor inhibitor like darolutamide uh, over ADT plus docetaxel leads to better outcome than ADT and docetaxel. So the Ericson's trial was clearly a very positive study. We clearly improved time to castration resistance uh, time to PSA progression, time to symptom progression, but importantly, uh, very powerfully um, improvement in uh, in uh, overall survival with a thirty two point five percent reduction in death in patients getting ADT, docetaxel plus darolutamide compared to ADT and docetaxel. What we looked at uh, at at ASCO was uh, looking at PSA response in patients getting. Uh, the triplet versus the doublet uh, approach. And uh, this there, there, there's there been a lot of data saying that PSA response can correlate to outcome, but very little in terms of how the combination of ADT, docetaxel, and an AR inhibitor like derolutamide would result. And so clearly we went from about a 25 28% PSA undetectable rate with ADT and docetaxel alone, and that went up to 67% with the addition of darolutamide, and and when we looked at the darolutamide combination, if you achieved a PSA below .2 compared to not achieving .2, um, the results were very very different. Um, with over sixty percent reduction in the risk of death in patients that received that were able to go below .2 compared to patients who didn't achieve getting to below .2, so clearly this is reinforcing this objective or this early surrogate for outcome of trying to achieve a 0.2 reduction or less with whatever we're going to do. And here, this study shows the triplet of ADT, dostaxel, and darolutamide achieve that at a much higher rate and leads to a much better outcome. Um, What we need to do for patients who don't get to 0.2 further intensification are going to be uh, other questions for the future. Um, And, and, so so clearly, in, in that sense, uh, I think this is an addition to what we know. So raina I'm, I think people are looking forward to seeing, well, what can might do without docetaxel? And and maybe your thoughts on some of the trials?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when the Aerosense trial was designed, um, the field had changed with the introduction of the uh, docetaxel for metastatic um, hormone-sensitive disease based on the charted data. And so the, you know, prior to the trial launching, it was sort of mandated that all patients receive taxol to align with the new evolving standard of care. And so really what Erisense hoped to answer was what does darolutamide add to the then standard of care, which was um, ADT plus taxol you know, since the presentation of the charted data, we've seen multiple other studies report out with um, NHT escalation in the metastatic hormone sensitive space. And we don't really know what is the role of darolutamide without docetaxel, just ADT plus darolutamide for those not receiving docetaxel. And there are a series of studies that are seeking to actually answer that question. Um, So Aeronote is currently ongoing. It's an XUX study, which is looking at ADT plus minus darolutamide for patients with metastatic hormone sensitive disease. And also the Arisex study is um, also going to be looking at answering this question. This is a US-based study. It's an open label study um, with uh, uh, darolutamide plus ADT. um, And it's being compared to a matched control set of patients that were enrolled and charted. So hopefully between Aranote and Arasec, we'll have data around what is the role of derolutamide in the metastatic hormone-sensitive setting.
0: Great. So we, I think we look for and, and I think we can expect that derolutamide, given what we know in the non-metastatic CRPC setting, and now in the metastatic hormone-sensitive setting in combination with docetaxel, that I think we can expect to be both effective and, and hopefully show that we can get even you know, more tolerability, because these patients are going to be on therapy for a long time. So yeah. clearly looking forward to those results. Um, you know, there has been data at, at ASCO that was presented uh, on enzalutamide. So we know the ARCHES results that show that we improve RPFS and overall survival. And and so the analysis that was presented was looking at patients below and above 75 years of, uh, years of age. And, and what it showed was that it was as effective in patients older and younger than 75, but also well-tolerated in the older patients. So this is, uh, I think, important information when uh, trying to decide on intensification in the older patient, where clearly these metastatic patients, except for the very few exceptionally frail patients, probably all need to be intensified.
1: Yeah, And yeah, piggybacking on the um, ARCHES data, uh, looking at those less than 75 and greater than or equal to 75 years of age was the updated overall survival data from Enzymet which again, just continue to confirm that escalation with enzalutamide compared to ADT alone results in statistically significant improvement in overall survival for patients with metastatic hormone sensitive disease. You know, what was presented was various subset analyses based on um, receipt of taxol, um, which was not mandated, but was allowed per investigator discretion and also sort of a breakdown by um, volume of disease and whether patients had synchronous or metachronous disease. And I really think we can get Lost in the weeds with all these subset analyses. And really, the take home message is that enzalutamide, um, you know, in addition to ADT, um, improves overall survival compared to enza alone. I think the subsets are, are, it's really hard to sort of define, you know, oh, there's no benefit in the dosy treated patients. Or I I, I think to kind of um, break up the study like that, you know, it was not really powered for all these subset analyses. So I think the take home message really is. Escalate, 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 um, ADT plus X, um, whatever that X may be, um, is the new standard of care. There are lots of options to select from. Um, and for, some, for those patients receiving taxol, we now have two studies between Peace one and also Arisense, Arisense that demonstrate that the addition of NHT to patients receiving taxol improves outcomes. So I think there are options um, for patients with a metastatic hormone-sensitive disease.
0: Absolutely. And I think what's striking, uh, even going against what my, my own beliefs a lot, several years ago was that even in the very lowest risk or lowest volume metastatic hormone sensitive disease patients, they benefit maybe even the most. So it goes against, you know, what, what preconceived notions. So really don't, don't undertreat those patients. They are likely to, to be the ones that benefit the most. Um, and, and, and I think there was some data that was presented That the patients, at least with enzalutamide combination, that might benefit the least are the very low-risk, low-volume patients um, getting uh, Dostaxel over over enzalutamide. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, in terms of of looking uh, forward um, in hormone-sensitive disease, we're we're trying to integrate biomarkers. And so Telepro3 is still a trial in progress. But uh, looking at hormone sensitive, newly diagnosed, uh, mainly newly diagnosed patients that are metastatic and looking for uh, DNA repair defect mutations and then randomizing them to get upfront talisoperib versus the standard of ADT plus enzalutamide. So looking at earlier settings of introducing um, PARP inhibitors in, in patients that are, um, that are metastatic hormone sensitive.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's going to be a very important study um, that's, you know, biomarker driven for those patients that really have um, HRD, uh, you know, gene alterations. And we know that various data has demonstrated that such patients actually have worse outcomes. You know, how can we escalate therapy for them um, with a targeted agent in the hormone sensitive setting? So that's going to be a very important trial. I think there's a lot of questions about, um, you know, these patients can do well for a long time in the metastatic hormone sensitive sensitive setting and sort of what's the, um, you know, gain added with, um, a PARP inhibitor. So very exciting data that hopefully will come out from that trial.
0: Right. So, so I think overall, um, you know, not, nothing, uh, earth shattering was presented, but I think it helps us to start, you know, further integrating biomarkers as simple as PSA and um, response, like we saw in Aerosense, and, and trying to integrate, um, looking for mutations that might be actionable earlier in the disease spectrum. Um, So a lot of really good data and looking forward to more data on darolutamide in the uh, metastatic hormone sensitive setting um, without And I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. So thanks, Raina, and um, thanks for sitting in and listening to to this uh, and hope you found this uh, informative.